to the Waypoint Podcast. I'm going to be your host today, Alec Bobko, and we're joined by Austin, Bo, Learen, and Jordan. So, so it's been a while since we've had one of these. Just a general, just BSing, hanging out podcast. Yeah. The mixed bag, the mixed bag if you would. Whatever happens, happens. Exactly. So. Well. So, like, you're just going to let your soup boil over? No, no, I'm gonna like take some. Right I heard about that, by the way. I was gonna say, Jordan, you weren't even on that podcast. I know all. And for the, it didn't boil over. For the record. Oh, is, what happened? Was, it was fine. I was just worried about it for a little bit, like. <laughs> oh, you went running out of the room at one point. Well, because I had to use the bathroom real bad. Like maybe <laughs> thirty minutes into the podcast, I was like, I gotta take like at least like I don't know. It's gonna be like a very long piss and. I was like, well, like, like the piss is already going to be long enough, so like I might as well check on the soup just to like settle the paranoia. But it was fine. See, I just thought that you were worried about your soup and no, running out. Nature called. Nature called, and I used uh, the threat of fire or whatever. Um, no. You don't keep a bucket under your desk. Ew. No, that's, that's Ew. no. no. Okay. Here's the thing. Shane Dawson does that. Does he he really? pees in buckets was and bottles. No, he pees in buckets and bottles. Don't do a rule of thumb. Don't do anything that man does. No, thank you. Do I had a roommate in college that would do that on his drives back because he lived like way a lot farther than the college than like uh, others. And we're like, just stop. Like they have rest stops. And he's like, yeah, but that's gonna that's gonna add to the time and I get there efficiently. And I'm like, how do you explain that to the cop if you like fucking crash into another car and? They just arrive and like you're covered in piss and your dicks out. <laughs> okay, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the peeing in a bottle thing should never be described as something you do. It should be if it's ever even brought up as something you did. It should be something you did once out of like dire straits. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no like there, other option. Th- there should be there is like acceptable like, reasons dumber, as to why. That's dumber. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so just to kind of kick us off, like. Uh, I was telling you guys before we started recording, don't really have a spot to kind of just geek, geek out about tech. And I watched this video from a YouTuber. I don't know if you guys know, it's called MP- MKBHD. He's like probably the biggest tech YouTuber. Uh, and Mark yeah, Mark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with him. I just don't watch his stuff too regularly. So he released a video earlier this week uh, about what's called the Tensor chip. Uh, that Google's going to be making for the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. And basically, if any of you are familiar with Mac products, they just released a... The uh, M1 chip. The M1 chip, yes. And basically, that's going to be... This Tensor chip for Google is going to be the equivalent to the M1 chip, but it's just going to be like for starting off in phones. So you think it'll move to the Chromebooks? That's what he was speculating, that eventually could move to Chromebooks and... The the, well, the cool part was is that now that that's being made in-house at, at Google, what's up, Austin? What does this chip do? It's a processor. Is that all it is? It's just a processor. Yeah. What does that mean? No, why, should, why should I be So the processor power? is like what exactly what it sounds like. like. It processes all the information that yeah. is going into the computer. The RAM then decides how much of that it can do at one slash how fast it can render it. The hard drive is like the brain and the motherboard's like the spinal column. To someone that knows that information, like I built a PC, I know what the individual components yeah. do. Why should I personally care about? The so end? I don't pay because to, like, the it's basically like 
this tensor chip is basically like think of it like the cpu so google they are able to optimize the hell out of it and so that means better battery life better performance like from what i heard the m1 chips for those macbooks they it, like almost doubled the battery life of those laptops from what yeah, i understand I was like, what's the impact that i'm gonna feel yeah so you're gonna have so, better performance better battery life like intel cool, found oh go ahead like all right yeah go ahead this is i was gonna like, move on to something else but yeah i was gonna say intel found such small little things that their processor like because the m1 kind of sits between an i5 and an i7 like found such small little things that their processor still does better on macbooks like i think late microsoft word was one of them but like wow um but bo like the thing idea is like it's not a one-size-fits-all processor like Intel or AMD. It's made by Apple for Apple or by Google for Google. So, like, think of an exclusive game. It's so optimized for that hardware. I see. Because okay. even the new iPads yeah. actually have an M1 chip. So, like, mm -hmm. hypothetically, they could probably run Mac OS. Is this why my Mac never dies? Yeah. And it's just yeah. always yeah. charged. Fantastic. Yeah, so... Assuming you have one with the M1 chip. Yeah. I have the newest. It's school gave it to me. It's the yeah, but they still have the MacBook Pro. The newest still comes with both options. I didn't get to choose anything. No, I know you didn't. <laughs> they were just like, "Here's a here's a laptop." Have fun. If you have it near you, go. You open it up. There's a little Apple in the top left corner. Yeah, yeah. You can click on that and go to about this Mac, and it'll tell you. But one thing that I'm really excited about is so like the pixels have been known since like the pixel 2 as like one of the best like photo taking smartphone cameras and the what the, he was speculating uh, about this tensor chip they're able they'll be able to basically take that photo processing like that they do and apply that to videos now so now that they'll have you know they're speculating that now since they'll have that crazy software processing they use for photos that can actually be used for videos now so they'll have both the best camera for photos and videos whereas iphone's kind of been the ruler for videos as like a as like a pack-in camera is that what you mean or yeah. just the processing of the footage like so google does something crazy where they don't have like the um the highest spec like camera in a smartphone but what they do have is their software and that again optimizes the photos and makes them look insane like insanely so, good so they make up for it in other places and basically in, in, the, in the software so they don't have the high best hardware gotcha. but they make up for it in software like they so, can teach the camera to focus better than another one in a way without so that way it's like the lighting will look better even though technically the photo the photo is lower quality correct it's basically the post-processing of it the, yeah, that makes sense the software makes it look better so they've been they haven't been able to put that to use in videos so now they'll be able to actually use that in, in theory they'll be able to use that new chip to make that in uh video form so i'm really really excited about that i don't need a new smartphone but <laughs> the, that no, video made me I... really think about getting a pixel 6 i'm roped into iphone yeah, like I, as an iPhone user, like I've been so impressed with the, um, I don't even, the, whatever the newer one is. Uh, like I've been playing uh, the League of Legends, like MOBA, the, the mobile version, League of Legends Wild Rift, just like very extremely on and off. Mm -hmm. And it runs so well. 
and it runs so well that it like is hard to play Pokemon Unite on the Switch. Like outside of the um, microtransaction, like talk around it. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy Pokemon Unite, but it runs at sometimes sixty on. Yes, we docked. Dock. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that's sometimes when you're putting I, the FPS counter on. was really handy though. Like props to them mm-hmm. for putting the FPS counter in there. But I noticed that when you have a lot of players in one section and they're all doing their moves, those frame rates fucking drop. Yep. What? I, I need one. Hold on. I need one second. Uh, we have a rug that was leaning up against the table and I just fell. And I just want to make sure my kitten didn't just get crushed. So I'll be Ooh. right back. Please continue. Don't stop. But I just want to make sure my kitten's alive. <laughs> But what do you? What do we do if we if he comes back and he goes? Yeah, they were crushed. Yeah, how how am I supposed to? I watched the first episode of Ted Lasso season two last night. I do not need this right now. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not need this emotional rampage. I, okay, I don't know how. So, you just have to fill dead air until he comes back. I'm terrified for the thing. What processor did your MacBook end up having? Uh, it has. I took a picture because I got tired of holding it because it's heavy. Um, <laughs> it has a shit two point six GHZ, which I think stands for gigahertz, but I'm Correct. dumb. Yep. Six core Intel Core i seven. Okay, so you got the Intel one. It never dies though. And look, oh, I have a cute Westview sticker. Look at it. It's like a little stamp. Oh, cute. No, I mean, Macs are new. Their, their battery lives are great regardless. Oh, yeah. I still have... Oh, is your kitten okay? Yeah, is the kitten alive? <laughs> he is. He's alive. I went out there looking for him. I couldn't find him, so I got a little worried, and then I look over, and he's on top of the carpet, now on its side, so he... Maybe just... he's who knocked it over. <laughs> probably, honestly. It, and it probably landed mm. on him, and it probably hurt, and he's just like, ah! And then he wiggled his way out and then jumped on top of it, because that sounds like something he would do. He's now getting its revenge. He's just going to... Yep claw at the, the rug and then he'll, get, he'll just fall asleep right there mid claw my parents kitten got stung by a yellow jacket yesterday and i was ready to like murder someone did it like yeah. swell up no she was fine she just kind of screamed and went running to my mother and wanted to be carried <laughs> sure i would um, do the same thing to yeah. not to your not to the whatever yeah. <laughs> not to your mother not run into her mom's <laughs> arms <laughs> it's just like and their kitten's insane. Like, nothing bothers her. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I will murder anyone who is responsible for the shallow jacket being in your home. Because she's tiny and small and I'm obsessed with her. What was the the verdict on her laptop? On Lear's it's laptop? an Intel chip. Yeah. Not the fancy one. Wah, wah. Whatever. It was free. I don't give it. Like, it, exactly. it literally exactly. could be yeah. anything I wanted. Like, anything. And I'd be like, okay. I got, a, um, I got like one of the first models of the Google Chromebook at my high school when mm-hmm. I was still in high school, and it, yeah. it worked fine for me for what I needed it for. I mean, the thing about the new Google chips that Alex mentioned, I was like, oh, they could put in Chromebooks, but Chromebooks are like the one computer that like I would recommend. Oh, you could still get like under an i three, and this will run because Chrome OS yeah. is so easy to run, and yeah. nothing's ever running on the computer natively. Yeah, but aren't just... Chromebooks terrible? Yes and no. Because Every... it's basically like a glorified he... smartphone. In yeah, top form. Because Chromebooks were what a lot of the schools, um, mm-hmm. when they shut down, gave to the teachers for uh, distance learning. Because, because they're they really could... cheap. Yeah, and everyone hated them because they never worked. And they couldn't, like, they missed sessions all the time because the Chromebooks wouldn't work. That I can't speak to, but, like, the th- whole thing is that 
they're virus proof because you can't download anything off the internet. All the apps come from the Google Play Store. So oh yeah, that a, was the other problem was they couldn't if, they didn't have any of their teaching materials. Yeah, so they were like, so oh, yeah. if whatever program you need has never made a Chrome OS version, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. And they were all like, How how the shit am I supposed to teach? I can't download any of my files or any of this yeah. kind of stuff. But if you don't need all that stuff or you know the couple of programs you will use have a Chrome OS version, they're nifty, they're neat. Well, that's why I keep telling my parents, like, because they talk about getting a new laptop. It's like, you guys just surf the web, check emails. You don't actually, like, do any, like, video watching on a laptop. You literally just check emails. My dad plays Solitaire. Like, just get a Chromebook. Yeah. Well, what if you want to play Solitaire at 4K, 120 FPS, HDR? <laughs> they they do have a Samsung Chromebook with, like, a, a QLED or an OLED screen. But it's just not going to run anything else. I guess Stadia. Who uses Stadia though? I really desperately wish that Stadia actually worked because no, like... apparently. So from what I've heard, it's the, the like twelve people that have used it have been like <laughs> no. the tech works well. There's I just nothing it, on it. When oh, I was living in California, I used it and it worked. So it worked so well that I felt guilty because it felt like everything else that I was seeing was like the. I think it's like it was Matt Kim that put up the video of him pressing the space bar in Destiny Two and like. Pressing the space bar, doing a gesture, and then the jump registers. Like, I played Destiny since the beta mm. and played Destiny 2 on Stadia, and I felt no different. Like, I had to get used to mouse and keyboard controls because I hadn't played that at that time. But, like, I, I loved it, and I would, like, I assume it was for the free trial that they gave a bunch of people because they're like, please, play us, please. please we yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they gave, like, two months away free. Yeah, something ridiculous. Um, Played it the first time and was like, this is awesome. And I can't wait for this to, you know, flesh itself out. But it just seems like that's not going to happen. I'm upset by that. Did anyone else try Stadia at any point? Or no. PS I did now? for a little bit. I don't um, PS Now. How does it, yeah, how does it feel? I've been thinking about taking the dive into PS Now because I kind of want to play replay the infamous games. And I'm pretty sure they're on there last I checked. And they are. In my, in my experience, when it's streaming new games, because... The first time I played PS Now, I didn't have great internet. And that, that right there is just going to, it's just not going to be a good time. But when I got decent internet to do it, there's always like a noticeable difference, good internet or not, between really yep. old games and really new games. So if like you're streaming a, an old game that was like at least more optimized to be streamed rather than one made a long ass time ago, like I've tried playing Fallout 3 on PS Now. That was the only way I could play it on PlayStation for a long time. And it just, it just doesn't work. The saving takes forever. There's a huge button lag. Like I could, I could hit a button, like the spacebar thing you just said. That was pretty accurate for a lot of stuff in Fallout Three. But um, when I got better internet, that improved. But it was still noticeable enough to where I was like, I, I can't play this. Like this is unplayable for me. It's taking me out of the experience way too much. But then I tried streaming something brand new at the time, like the new Madden or something, and it, it played just fine. Like it, it was, it was great. Well, See, isn't that... it? Go ahead, Al. Oh, I was say that reminds me of like. I, you know, have xCloud. I bought the Razer uh, Kishi, which is, you know, similar to the Backbone uh, controller. And I was playing uh, the show in bed. And next, you know, I just, it was basically unplayable because the input lag was just like, I couldn't hit a single pitch. <laughs> I was you couldn't all... give a good show in bed. It's okay. It happens to all ah. of us. <laughs> you walked into I, that one. I, I literally, like, as I was saying that, I'm like... <laughs> 
I know somebody's gonna make a joke about this. If you, if you rewind ten seconds, somebody. you will see the you will see the cogs in my head turn and be like, "How am I gonna word this one?" <laughs> see, I literally just saw the, the show in bed and like somebody. As soon as that left my mouth, I'm like, "Somebody's gonna make a joke about this." Did you even? Did you try to compensate? For, <laughs> so, sorry, <laughs> goddammit. Did you try to? Did you try to compensate for like the lag by hitting it, hitting the button like super early? Yeah, because I know when I, was I, I tried doing the follow three and it still just never worked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes you gotta compensate when you can't do a good show enough. By flicking I, the button. I will don't even, stop it. Don't even, stop don't it. even. I take blame for the second beat, not the third beat. I will draw the line here. Okay. Yeah, to steer this into, I beat Scarlet Nexus today, and I, I, I don't know how to feel. Okay. Because I know That's that to play. Good save. It's, I know that there's like the second side of the story with the two characters, and they have like intersecting narratives. And I care. Like, I want to see what happens on the other side. I don't know if I care enough to play another 25 hours. A mood. Um, and just watch a YouTube video. Yeah, but, like, I saw... Like, I, I went to do that, saw a thumbnail, and then the thumbnail had an image that I immediately was like, oh, this is from that time that you came back in the story, and you said that you saw some shit. And I was like, oh, that'd be some crazy shit to see, but you see the shit, like, when you play that version. So, like, like I am excited to see what there is. But I, I, I don't know. How, how do we feel about the games that you kind of have to play twice to get the full story? Because I'm just not really sure about how... This is the first time I've at least cared enough to do it again. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not... I'm still on the fence, Austin. As an adult, I hate it. As a child, I, yeah. I was all about it. As an adult, I'm like, you cannot do this to me. I do not have the time to do this. So Unless it's like a, a really short experience. Like, I'll play through multiple versions of a Telltale game. Those are like six hours long. I agree with you, but even then, like, if the option all five is to have it be one playthrough, that's like a solid 12 to 15 hours, like, that's good for me. If yeah. the playthrough is, is 20 hours twice, like, I'm never playing that second playthrough. It's just not happening. 25 hours the first time on normal, and I also, toward the end, was like, oh, I'm kind of overpowered. Like, I beat the final boss without dying. Like, Nice. Through all of it, this is a JRPG, so like through all the multiple bullshit phases, like I did yeah. not go down. Like it, I was not like it was, and I wasn't going out of my way to do side quests. And then once I hit a point where I just didn't feel challenged anymore, I intentionally didn't do side quests, and still, like that was twenty four hours, twenty twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. It's like because I I played the demo for a bit, and like I liked the gameplay, but the story was like I was kind of skipping through the story stuff. So like if I decide I want to play this, I will experience the story through the actual game not the demo but it felt like it was going to be too big of a game for me right now but like if you just mainline the story could you like get it done faster than 25 hours oh, you think? oh yeah oh yeah um i from i think it's time to beat.com or whatever when i looked it up it said like around 20 hours if you're just mainlining it maybe, maybe less but um yeah i was like, the main reason I, I think it took me so long was because I did hit a wall at the lizard brain thing of just, like, I gotta just punch harder and be better. And then I, I couldn't. Did, like, maybe five hours of grinding, came back and was like, okay, now I'm too overpowered. Um, Does your progress carry over? Because I feel like being overpowered and playing it on an easier setting would help. No. Because I want to play it on hard next game. Because it, it, it does a completely cool different story. Like, it's, it's two different, different characters. Stories. Yeah, you, and you have access to different characters, and oh, because of okay. that, you have access to, like, different movesets. Like, you can... There are points in the story where your teams kind of converge, and you get 
the abilities of the other storylines teams and like you get that um that familiarity with it and it's kind of like a tease to play it again just like hey did you like this character in there like you like turning invisible but you played yuito we'll play kasane's version and blah blah all this okay um that's the the story is like the most anime bullshit like that i've ever been witness to like it's it's so if you've seen any show in an anime it's that just 10 times a minute like they're just turning out plot twists and new characters and tutorials are popping up in the last hour of the game because why the fuck not like it's so much and if you're cool with that then go for it but like i don't know i am both exhausted and upset that there is more i get that though but yeah in terms austin you said that you weren't a big fan of one story and then play it again for another like is anyone else on board with that or for the record, I, I, in, in the sense of a narrative, I don't mind that. Just in the sense of lack of time as an adult. Yeah. And how that's framed, I just... Mm. Like, Nier Automata, I played through it once. I, I don't have the time to go through and play the other two endings or whatever. I just don't. Wait, how long did you play through with Automata? <laughs> I'm sorry? What'd you say? Yeah, oh, I just said... Uh... Because isn't there, like, one ending for every letter of the alphabet or something like that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But they, from what I hear, every ending kind of gets shorter and shorter. Yeah, there are some endings that are, like, just, like, a cutscene or something like that, pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's like you die in a random spot. That's an ending. Wild. What? I love that kind of shit. Because I find one game, and I like it, and I can play it, and if I can prolong me not having to go through learning how to play another game, I will do it. That's 90% of the reason that I got the Immortal Phoenix Rising DLC pack, is because I loved the game, and didn't want to find another Switch game that was similar that I actually have the skill set to play. Because, whoa, Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild is driving me nuts. It's so slow in the beginning. Yeah. I just want, mm-hmm. like, mainly, I log- literally, logistically, I feel like I've spent 90% of my time playing this game so far just running. Makes sense. Just across a yeah. wide open field, just running. And that I, man yeah. runs so slow. Not, not a fast boy. Not no, fast boy. I understand Gotta that his, build up his that legs... stamina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I also <laughs> don't love that I have to, like, cook and shit why am i cooking an apple that's that's the part i said i don't think you would like is like the the survival aspect like you need to keep food on hand you need to cook it you Ah. your weapons will break play the only legend of zelda i've ever beat and that's uh link's awakening the remake it's great yeah so breath of the wild was the first zelda game i've ever played and now i'm playing through skyward sword and I'm, i'm towards like the the last third of the game i believe i just got the uh i just finished the water temple and got the first upgrade to my sword last night noise yeah i'm enjoying it and i like after this like i don't i've been to, uh, a manager at my store has been telling me to play link to the past that's like yeah the, the, the these, no, no that's the uh the like the it's SNES. the original snes one but they oh, also okay. re, redid it on gba and like i'm considering it but part of me wants to try the link's awakening remake as well Aesthetically, the one that has always appealed to me the most is Majora's Mask. 
but I hear like that one's the most polarizing. I think like people either really like it or they really mm-hmm. don't, as in terms of like a generic Zelda game. Because yeah, it's the follow up to Ocarina of Time, which is considered like one of the best games ever. Sure, not of Zelda, but like ever. That's a valid no, point, but I'm just I'm literally talking about just the aesthetic. Yeah, like just right. the aesthetic of that game as a whole. Like that appeals to me and jumps out to me more than any any of the other ones. Well, the four is. Will always traumatize me personally because of the like the stage on melee, the smash stage where the moon is oh, yeah. down. Because I had no context for what that was when I was a kid and saw like just this giant moon with a scary face, and then at certain points it would hit the stage. It scared me. Thought it would happen to me. I mean, the four oh, I really want to play are Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess. But if along the way I play Link to the Past either with SNES online or on an emulator, and then the Link's Awakening remake, it's like, that's just two more Zelda games I've played. Exactly. Are there any other ones that are more simplistic, like Link's Awakening? Like, are, are, the, are the 3DS ones? Uh, the Adventure of Link, the second one. <laughs> nah, I, no. no. Um, <laughs> Even I know, I like, that's the, not a good um, one. <laughs> the, the Game Boy Color, the Oracle of Ages and Seasons games are similar to Link's Awakening. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Are they, you said, are they on DS? Am I right about that? Or are they on Game Boy? They were a Game Boy they, Color game. Game Boy Color, okay. But I think you can okay. get them if on Virtual Console 3DS. Sure. sure. I just, I really like, like, I was so shocking. I was shocked by how much I liked uh, Link's Awakening, like the remake of it. Like, mm. I, I just like the, like, simplest, simplicity of that game as a whole. Like, it, it's challenging, but it's never challenging in, like, what your goal is. You might get lost in where to go on how to get to said goal, but it's very simplistic on the surface, and it remains that way throughout the entire game. From- maybe it's just the way the screenshots look, but it looks like the entire map is like a tiny little block that's just there. I mean, I think that's because they're emulating, if you will, the original game. And the original game literally was, like they can only show so much on that screen. They can only show like little blocks like that. And it is an island, to be fair. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, it looks just like... Here's your area, like, and that's going to change constantly after level after level, but it's that not that big of an exploration. I will say, like, the island itself probably isn't that big, but there's a lot of, like, layers to the island. Yeah, no, I figured. Yeah, yeah. Because Zelda's one of those things that it's side quests, not side quests, but it's like, to do one thing, you have to do four things, and to do each of those four things, you have to do, like, three things. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they're never extremely, like I said, it's simple, and I, and I stand by that, but it's it's never... Clear, extremely easy to figure out what it is you need to do next. Like, especially for someone who's never played a Zelda. Like, I, I'm like, I had to give this flower to this dude. Like, I don't freaking know. Where's the flower? What, what, what dude? Like, <laughs> I eventually figured it out, and I did eventually use a guide for a few things. But yeah. And honestly, I suggest using a guide, especially if you don't have a ton of time. Like, I, I think yeah. using a guide is great. Because in Skyward Sword, I got to the point where the your like guide, that's like the the goddess or whatever, or the little fairy thing that speaks for the goddess was like, hey, you need to go to these three islands, find, like, the hidden flame on each of them, and they'll power up your sword. So you go to the first island, I'm like, all right, where's this flame? Like, well, before you can actually access the flame, you got to complete this trial. And after you complete the trial, you have to get the mm. flame from this water dragon. And then the water dragon's not going to let you see where it is until you get her water that's going to cure her because she's been injured. And then after that, you have to go through an entire temple and dungeon and fight a boss. And then, sure, then the flame will appear. And I have to do that two that, more times now. That dungeon is so good, though. It is. It's it's a really well-designed dungeon. I really like it. Do you know what playing Breath of the Wild has made me realize, though? And this might be because I'm also watching the show. I want an open-world, like, a Mortal Phoenix Rising Breath of the Wild type game. 
in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't need yes. to be Aang. I just want to be a human and get to run around. I want to be an Avatar and just run around and learn all the elements and mm. fight a crazy person and just have a great time. I read somewhere today, actually, that a tabletop RPG was funded, like, in a day. Like mm. they, Yeah, a Kickstarter, I think it was. Yeah, like, they exceeded their their minimum that they needed by a ton of money and it only and they were like their goal was like a month or something and they did in like literally like a few hours i want it so bad so bad (laughs) i haven't started legend of Korra yet i haven't watched that either controversial statement i'm nervous season three of legend of Korra is the best thing to come out of the avatar universe i have said this before you can scroll through my Twitter and you will find it multiple times. Like, not recently, but, like, whenever mm-hmm. the Avatar conversation comes up. Like, I, I'm not going to spoil it and say why. I'm also not going to say that seasons one and two are good. Or season one is good. Season two, I like, but I'm also, like, I like it for specific reasons that I will not spoil. But, like, mm-hmm. season three of Korra, again, I personally think is the best thing to come out of the Avatar universe. So far. I... Go ahead. No, That's why ahead. I was nervous to watch it, is because I finished Avatar The Last Airbender when it was put on Netflix. Because uh, I had never seen the last half of season three. After following that show religiously, I j- as, like, when I was younger, I just, like, never saw the, f- the basically, the last part of Zuko's... Re- this show's been out forever, I don't give a crap. Zuko's yeah. redemption arc. He what? And- you know this. <laughs> no, I'm, no, this I'm kidding. I'm part. kidding. You refuse to watch Avatar, and it drives me crazy. Well, you make it sound like I've refused to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Maybe someday it'll happen. You watch Ben Ten <laughs> every Did night just... for like the eighteen thousandth time. Listen, there's a lot. There's a lot of Ben Ten out there. Okay, it, there's like yeah, a but lot. You've seen it before. You could watch a new one and no, be amazed like, on by one of the best animated. Yeah. I'm you about literally... to get to the part that I've never seen for Ben Ten. It's but Avatar is legitimate. Sorry. No, no, sorry, real quick. My, my apologies. Jordan got like fifty years older for like a second there. Like, did anyone else hear? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so weird. Um, I'm watching Avatar the damn Avatar. Is one of the best animated shows in existence. Mm-hmm. I would probably rank it right under BoJack Horseman, which is high praise because that was my favorite show of all time. Like, you need to watch it. It's so good. And it addresses so many things that I did not understand as a child. And watching it back as an adult, I'm like... Are we still talking know. about Avatar? Yeah. yeah. We start with, like, okay. Genocide, season one. That's yeah! I'm like, like, our parents, like, I'm like, our parents let us watch this stuff? <laughs> I really think they just see cartoon and then just tune out. Like, they just don't yeah. understand yeah. and care. Like, How and, many episodes is it? Uh, 66? I think it's I mean, 22. Not, not I just watched the M. Night Shyamalan movie and it's like the same thing, right? Oh, I hate you. Hey, oh, no. please, please do not support M. He is a bad person. He has been accused of plagiarism multiple, multiple times and he whitewashed a movie that is very clear about what those people are, where they're supposed to be from. Yeah, Don't I'm just joking that the movie's movie. bad. Watch the show. I know Every, that the movie is like taboo. 22 seconds long or 22 minutes long. 22 seconds. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> 22 I, minutes long, they're not an hour. Sorry. I did not know that M. Night Shyamalan was accused of being a plagiarist, but now it begs the question why is he stealing not good 
the Mr. Sixth Real? Sense, Signs, and The Village are the three. That he oh, only the good ones. That, that checks out. Okay. That checks out. <laughs> that makes so much more sense because I was like, why would he steal the script for, like, uh, The Happening? Yeah. Why would he steal the script for... To, hold on. To bring it back to Korra, I really liked The Legend of Korra. I still like the original run way better than Korra. The the things about Korra that I like the direction in, I didn't like as a final product. Like, I like how much, how different they made Korra from Aang. Like, they are literally completely different people. They are not similar in any way at all. And the angle they take on, like, because, you know, in, in the first uh, Avatar, it's like, book of water, book earth, mm -hmm. book fire. Yeah. Like, that's, like, they do that in Korra, but they don't. If that Bo understand, I think Bo, you understand what I'm saying. Like they yeah. do that same method, but they don't do it in a way that you could guess. I don't think. Like the so I watched Avatar, um, the original series. Like I have, to, I feel clear, and I'm so sorry because I have distinct memories of like playing basketball in the backyard, and then me realizing what time it was, and just like grabbing the ball, and just fucking chucking it, and being like, "It's Avatar time! We got it!" I, the trailer showed they're gonna go see this and we gotta go and we would all run upstairs and have our moment and there'd be fucking Batman Begins or uh, Dark Knight trailers or whatever happened in between and it was just peak childhood and then they yep. advanced to high school and oh my god they're bringing back Avatar? What? But they're gonna be like older and like more like it's gonna be the next generation like literally at a generation further like I can't wait and season one personally like held my expectations like I thought season one was fantastic I still enjoyed season two, but when I rewatched the series, I kind of like remember certain things. Mm -hmm. um, but like, like um, Austin, it, it it didn't feel like it was a change from like the the structures of the seasons, like the names specifically. It just felt like okay, we ran out of the four elements. What would be the natural extension of where this would go? And it just felt. Mm -hmm. um, See, I would, I would, I would, I would one up that. I would one up that one thing. I don't think they are the natural extension. I think they're creative extensions of that. Mm -hmm. I would go as far as too far as far as to say that's how the saying goes. That it, it was more creative outlets. I feel like they had easier outs and that they could have used for that, but they took really difficult angles. Like one, I think is book two is the one that starts the straying away from it. I think where book it's like it's, I don't want to yeah. give it away, but it's like yeah. far off from an element. I will say that, and it's like. But oh. it also still matches up with the progression. Exactly, yeah. But it, I, I think the way they do it is creative. I, I still like. I, I love the direction of the show. I just don't think it works one hundred ten percent for me. And I also think that the characters as a whole doesn't work for me. My favorite character was I don't even remember his name, but it was Varric? like, what? Varric? like the crazy yeah. salesman guy. No, it was the guy who had like the pet weasel or something. Bolden. Uh, yeah, he's my favorite character. And at first I hated him. I was like, this guy's dumb. He has no purpose. Or, or like his purpose is really obvious. And then he gets a lot of layers to him. And I really enjoy him at the end. Oh, yeah. Is the weasel <laughs> one of the layers? <laughs> no, but he's one of the, he's one of, like, he's a bright spot in the show, in my opinion. Speaking of weasel, who else is seeing Suicide Squad this weekend? Me. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it Friday. Maybe? Oh, Friday. Watching that... HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's what I'm doing, too. I keep I... bouncing back and forth on whether or not I want to pay the nine bucks to go see it in theaters just because I want to go to a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, it's... I honestly was reminded that it came out this week because of AMC Stubbs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then by the time I, like, opened the app, they are like, hey, hey, so pandemic's over, you have a bunch of rewards stacked up. It'll cost you $2 for you and your girlfriend to go see this movie. Please, please, for the love of God, we'll give you popcorn and chips, please, please, so... I'm excited about that. Like, I, the last movie I saw was Fast Nine, 
which oh yeah like it's the fast and furious franchise like i love it i will never mm-hmm. enter a serious conversation and say this is cinema like yeah. sure. i will enter it with passion and i will defend it but if anyone is just like okay but like almost any other movie i'll be like yeah well, like, <laughs> no, I totally get it. I, I, I use this term a lot for a lot of things, but I think it's very applicable for the Fast franchise. It is the epitome of a popcorn flick. Like, oh, where yeah. you, you, you're just going there to turn your brain off and have a good time. You're not mm-hmm. thinking at all. You're seeing, dumb, you're seeing dumb shit on the screen and you're laughing. You're not being like, but that doesn't, you don't care. You won't give a shit. You're just so like, that's funny. Sense, you laugh, I think that's literally. okay. I think there's, that is okay for there to be media of that type of thing where it's just like, here is just shits and giggles, mm-hmm. no logic needed. We're not but yet, make art, but but yet there's an art to like there is a magic to it. Like there's an art to doing it well. Yeah. So. Yes, it's, that's it's the like Transformers and Transformers yeah. was enjoyable. So, Transformers is like supposed to be fun, but it, it also hurts to watch sometimes. So I, I I have not watched the Transformers series or Fast Nine, but someone on Reddit once described it like this, and people are like, "This is correct." They're like Transformers is like seeing your uncle kind of trying to like sit down with you and play with the action figures, and not fully getting what they're about, but just getting like the big concept. And Fast Nine is like all the dumb shit you do with your Hot Wheel cars that you thought like could physically happen, being like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, it is that. I agree. That's accurate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leon. Popcorn. Pop. Why is this? My microphone hates me. I'm fine with popcorn scripts. My issue is with things that, like, I feel now the Fast and Furious movies and Hobbs and Shaw. The writing's not even good. Like, they're not trying to write in a good way. And that's what bugs me is like, because at that point, I'm like, this is such an obvious cash grab. You had an actor die. And I feel weird about the fact that this is still going. Your main two people fucking can't stand each other to the point where you are writing one out of the next movie. Just let this die. Let it, let it fade. In the next one. Uh, so, in, and again, this is one of those things where, like, I don't actually care if they ended the Fast franchise right now and said, fuck yeah. it, we're canceling the rest. I would not feel anything. Yep. <laughs> That said, if you're going into a Fast and Furious movie looking for dialogue, that was not shown in any of the trailers. Like, I feel like they advertised, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to show you some dumb, dumb shit. We're going we're gonna to tell you in the trailer, hey, we're going to fucking space in a Honda. Like, we don't care. Yeah, we're in a, so, in a whatever the car was. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll... Fiero. But yeah. Um, I didn't know so, that part. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like, the trailers aren't trying to be, we are, the, we're not, we're not John Wick. We are, like... Like Jordan said, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's the so, thing. I think the only reason, sorry, Alec, go ahead. So I was, I was real quick. I just wanted to say that, um, like, you know, it's been in all the trailers. Everybody knows they go to space in Fast Nine. Let me tell you, sitting in a movie theater when those guys are sitting in space, I legit got like chills and goosebumps because it's like everybody's been joking about it's been a meme at this point of them going to space but then i'm sitting there they actually fucking did it they're in space like did they go to space space or did they go really high in the stratosphere no they're space space yeah and here's they, the went, they went higher than jeff bezos I, tyrese I, gibson is I, I feel like they they could have saved that for the last one here's the thing did they have Unless to go the to last space? one's gonna all be in space say the last one is gonna be like the like the multiverse they go through time. They go through time. They, they're they're going to go through time to save Brian. They're going to do the dumbest <laughs> shit you can think of. Wait, what uh, if they make what if they make the DeLorean real? 
going like I'm, as soon as they get the rights like oh yeah like i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if like fast fucking 19 vin diesel died and fast <laughs> six like vin diesel the actor dies during the production of fast 16 they he puts in his contract reanimate me make me a two-pack hologram to two pot jesus christ make you because i i use the the like the suburban like oh i you listen to two-pack like i use that <laughs> I can say his name like that more than I'd say his name normally. I just love Tupac. I apologize. I love Tupac so much. Tupac Shakur, Biggie Smiles. After he's worked out but hasn't quite got a six-pack, it's, yeah, yeah. Tupac. Okay. Um, I, I just, it's going to be Ready Player One. Sure. In 30, and it's going to be with a reanimated Vin Diesel, and Walt Disney himself will be in it, because by this time, Disney will have bought the studio. Did they? Do they own Fast and Furious? No, no, that's Who Universal. Not on Disney Plus. Universal, I Universal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Fast and Furious supercharged at the Universal parks. Duh. Oh, yeah. I have two things I want to say before I forget them. One about mm-hmm. the space thing. Did they go to space? Yes. Did they have to? No, they didn't. And when but they go they to did. space, was it even that great? No. But I, I will say, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible, honestly. I, I feel like they, they chose the right two characters to go to oh, space yeah. and have that riff back and forth with, but. When they go to space, I was like, okay. Like, it's just the epitome of this movie. I, somehow they made, like, because it's such a popcorn flick. Again, like I said, you turn your brain off and you don't care. Even with the space scene, I didn't care. I was like, they're in space. Okay. And w- one more note about Ready Player One. Ready Player One is my favorite book ever. Like, I've only read, like, six books, so it's not fucking, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Audiobook but, is great, too. Um, sure. Um, the it's one, narrated by there's a lot of gripes I could have and I could talk about with that movie. But my number one gripe is that they make Iron Giant a weapon. And that is yeah. the one fucking thing that he's not. But... In its defense, isn't it like an avatar? Like somebody Yeah, that would be like if somebody... Sure. But then don't use that avatar. You don't no, have okay. to do this. Okay, but everyone has the cannon. Yeah, like in, in my and from what I understand, the the world of Ready Player One is like if dreams had like blown like imagine dreams in a hundred years, like what we could do with it. Dreams had an immense budget, basically. But, like, and people were, it was easy for people to use and do that type of stuff with. I could make whoever do whatever because the can, I'm just using it as a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. I'm pissed at you. Don't, don't do that to my boy. Uh Uh-uh. No. He is not a gun. God damn it. Yeah, but if if, if I want to draw a picture of the Iron Giant being a gun, I can. So that's what that was. It wasn't the studio making him a weapon. Wait, and also, he that. turned into a gun in the movie. I get that the lesson is that he, you can change your also, ways. And you Iron Giant, also voiced by Vin Diesel. Okay, oh, I'm going to hop in here now. Um, uh, real quick, I also, I feel like with the Iron Giant, I didn't love that scene, having the Iron Giant in there either, also because I felt like he was slightly out of place, but whatever. I also felt like it was a fun statement because in that movie, everybody's like, no, you're a weapon. And of course, some dumbass teenager watched this movie and totally missed the point. It's like, yep, I'm going to make this my avatar and use it to destroy things. And like, like I feel like the, that's fun. Like there aren't like enough giant rolls. robots and uh, pop culture. I respect the Iron Giant too much to accept this blasphemy. So I'm just it. saying we don't, maybe he was a kid playing the game. Like I saw Iron Giant when I was six. I didn't know any of the fucking war allegories that were supposed to go apart with yeah. this. Like, I didn't know. I just saw big robot. Sure. Big robot yep. shoot gun. Like, Did you I, know, when Iron I get Giant. inside the Oasis, I'm going to dress up as Voldemort, but be a good guy. Like, fuck it. Nothing yeah. matters. But, oh, when I got no left is right, purple is yellow. 
Jordan, are you drinking out of a Victoria's Secret water bottle? Yeah. That's what okay. you said. <laughs> just, just wanted to make sure. What you okay, gonna do about so, it? Are you retrospect, gonna generalize my water bottle here? No, 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 no. I was just curious. In retrospect, Ready Player One, like what that game or what that like, it is a game, what what that game is and what that movie is, what that what that IP is that works, I guess. But still, the fact of the matter that they made him do that in that scene and they didn't have to utilize him at all—that's what upsets me. But I guess it is in the setting where it would make the most sense. Yeah. But still, yeah, they had Tracy in the Gundam. Like I was not going in like, like I, I don't know. I knew that they weren't going to play the Gundam theme song, but I was just like, they might. Yeah. They the, might. I I had I I really want to see Ready Player One, but like from what I understand. The book, because they're just making references, could use whatever the fuck they wanted, whereas the studio was kind of tied down to using whatever they could get approval for or already owned, which, yep. Yep. why a lot of people said it kind of just sounded, it appeared like it was just Steven Spielberg being like, look at what I've made. Basically, Also, yeah. did you know that I mean, but also, Iron... And what? I was going to say, but also, Steven Spielberg's life is, look what I've made. Yeah, like, that's, that's just him as a human. That's honestly true. Did you guys know that Iron Giant was a huge flop? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's did not why perform like, at all. That's why I felt like it was out of place in Red Oak Player One. I was like, this, oh, unless no, no, no. I'm on. unaware. Hold on. It was a huge flop in, like, theaters. No one mm-hmm. went to watch it in theaters. And then when people, like, when it came to DVD or whatever, people it loved just, that it movie. It made a fucking killer amount of money on, like, DVD and re-release and all that shit. Well, that's where I was going, is I was like, unless I'm unaware just because I'm a moron um i didn't think it had a cult following like some of the oh, other things that popped in theaters definitely okay well there you I go i see people I like on twitter and facebook good. talk about yeah. it all the time yeah, yeah but like i see it... people on twitter and facebook talk about a lot of stuff all the time that nobody actually cares about I mean, no, but what i mean is like in the sense of it's like mo- a lot of people <laughs> our age have a have a weird connection to the iron giant yeah like that's a that's a fact that's an absolute fact there was this... no go ahead there were... I'll, I'll be done after this i talk a lot there was this tweet the other day where it said, like, name your favorite animated movie that isn't made by Ghibli, Disney, and something else. And I took, I put a gif of Iron Giant. I'm like, I fucking nailed this shit. Like, oh, let's go. And then I got, like, one like. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that, I, I that, think I that's, the, like that's the best answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They didn't mention Sony and what we can't, so I'm going to put it into the Spider-Verse. And I think that, that was an oversight on the person who wrote the tweet. I feel like that Someone. was, like, the easy dance. Like, it became, I, I sent that, uh, that tweet to my group chat, and it quickly became, like, everyone kind of, Offering their own things, and then me just being like, "Oh wait, shit, Spider Verse!" And then immediately everyone was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that one." Yeah. Someone, someone yeah. did answer Spider Verse, and I was like, how? "That's a good point. That's a good point." How long does it have to be? Because I say this what? with this to be considered an animated feature that you could pick as your favorite. How long does it have to be? Because I could are, are, argue the the Racky Ricky Tacky thingy. Ricky Tacky Tabby has something. Yeah. Like most fun animation I have ever seen. There is an adaptation of the the story by uh, Rudyard Kipling, or however you say his first name, who wrote the Jungle Book, about a mongoose that gets adopted by a British family living in South Africa, and he protects the British family from cobras that like come up in their backyard. And they made a movie from. It's a company called FH3, which if I'm not mistaken, also made all the Richard Scarry uh, Busytown movies, too. We had a lot of their VHSs. I don't really know why. But 
the animation looks like a storybook. Like it looks like they took like the painting from the storybook and made that the animation. And I'm really into it. And it's a very cute movie. There are parts that are legitimately terrifying, mainly the cobras eating things. Um, and the father shooting a cobra with a gun. It's a very good movie, though. It's a great... I highly recommend it. There's a great scene where he sits on the little boy's shoulder and eats bananas. Like, it's great. I tried to Google the studio to see if it was bought out by Disney, but when you type in FH3, it just gives you Forza Horizon 3. Nice. So. It's specifically F.H.E. Oh, oh, now you tell me. I just remember because that was the the opening like studio logo was the F being painted in yellow, the H in blue, and the E in red. Still getting Forza. It's not like you announced you were going to Google search it, Jordan. That too, although I should have assumed. I know you better not. <laughs> also, I don't know how it's popped in my head. You might say something terrified you, the cobra eating something. Um, weird moments that I saw as a child in a movie that I definitely shouldn't have seen. Has anyone seen Spawn, the movie? Like the old... Oh. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe no. 90s or early 2000s. Well, there's a, there's a movie called Spawn, and it's about Spawn. And there's a freaking clown demon thing in that movie. And I'm like, four, five, maybe? And my dad's like, don't you can't watch this with me. Like, it's going to scare you. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And he's like, it will scare you. Like, I promise you. I'm like, no, 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 I'm a big kid. I can watch this. Like, 20 minutes in, I see this clown thing, and I, I literally shit my pants. I literally shit my pants. I have nice. to this day. I have only watched that movie one time, and it was just to see if I shit my pants again. Did you? No. Okay. Kind of upsetting. This time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. That that there's a scene in that movie that if you're a child, you cannot watch this fucking movie. Like yeah. the way it's animated and all that. Like it does not help with like it. It helps with how terrifying it is. But if you're a child, whew. I've been trying to force myself to enjoy and appreciate not not enjoy, but like appreciate from just like an artistic standpoint like the craft of horror or whatever because i realized like i really like hp lovecraft's stories like it's a horrible person look up his pet's name if you need um look up his cat's name if you need like just an example of how horrible he is yeah. or was because it's long dead that said i liked the feeling of being unsettled and i was like how can i further this and i, I found this i also want to say I don't know the name of these movies. I will never watch these movies. Or in this case, it's Caro. I think is how you pronounce it. But I'm never going to watch any of these movies. I just like watching people talk about these scenes. And then they'll show the scene. And I'll pee a little and never watch it again. Like, it was it, it just it, some ghost. But like, it, it, they look like a human standing in a dress in darkness. And they just like walk really creepy toward the camera and like kind of limp their leg down a little bit and it doesn't sound scary but like it is like i i freak out in the hallway now like i am terrified like it's the the uncanny valley aspect of it like it's it's yeah horror is something that i need to appreciate more but i am such a scary boy i really like sorry (laughs) horror as a genre has been something that i've always liked and like it took me a long time to like admit it Mm -hmm. but horror video games which i i don't like resident evil i feel like a lot of resident evil stuff just doesn't work for me in terms of horror and i don't like the camera angle and there's a lot of weird things but fear any chance i get to talk about fear the fear franchise is awesome is that fear f-e-a-r what is fear the one with the dude like the mobster with the monster guys on his shoulders like he, they come out of the back and you can not a I think you're right. That's darkness. I think that. I darkness. think you're think- you could be thinking of prototype too. <laughs> I don't no, know. I know. I know. Oh, prototype, prototype was so fucking good. 
I didn't like Prototype. But Fear, all right, now we're talking. The first Fear was way ahead of its time. Like, it did a bunch of slow motion shit and, like, actually good shooting mechanics and had a cool horrific story. Like, genuinely, it was... And the story is kind of Kojima-esque in a way, but in the in the good ways. Like, it, it, Fear is fantastic. It's not really playable now because, like, it's old. Like, old game is old. Like, it just it doesn't feel good. But, like, at the time, that was way ahead of its time. It's so good. Fear 2 is, like, in my top 40 games of all time. Love it. Horror is a great genre that gets no respect, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Like, especially now with the work that um, A24 is doing, where, like, I will never watch Midsummer again, but outside, even outside of a horror movie, that movie is phenomenal. Like, amazingly well-acted, amazingly well-directed. It's beautiful visually. Like, the the scenes where they're on drugs are, like, stunning to look at. And it does horror really well in, like, a way that you don't expect. And it doesn't use jump cuts or jump scares for the most part. It's like, but if you want to get more into horror, Bo, I highly recommend the Haunting of Hill House series and Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. I'm... Ghosts and stuff don't like it just doesn't do it for me most of the time like i've seen the paranormal activity movies not that those are good examples of go- not i know that those are bad movies i know but <laughs> not be surprised i realized she actually like, loves those oh i do love those movies and i watch them every halloween i but <laughs> i really like the first one i th- i think if they would have just stopped with the first one and not made it a franchise it would still be like a cult thing i think people there'd be a fan base for that movie I mean, the best one they... yes no, I, I realized that the thing I was going to ask was dumb because I immediately answered it with. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, the best one is the first one is the best. Paranormal three is also very like Paranormal three is actually very good. I like the story they set up in it. It's act it's the most believable one, and it plays on some really cool things that um I think directly inspired Hereditary. Um, so I would say it's like one three. Right, three is when they're little kids. Yeah, one, three, two, four. And then the spinoffs are stupid. Don't watch the spinoffs. I'm very excited for five, though. I'm excited to see them wrap it up. I'm curious how they're going to do it. If you want to um, watch and get, like, the full franchise that matters, literally just stop at three. In my opinion, don't even watch four, because it, it goes a weird direction near the end, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and they're going to have to wrap that up in five. They tied it back into the original story in a way that I don't think people were prepared for. And, like... When you watch them all together all in chronological, not the release order, chronological order, four makes more sense, but they never tell you to do that. So, like, I don't think it works. But I'm excited to see how they wrap it up in five. However, on Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor, why I would recommend those is even if ghost stuff doesn't, like, really, like, do it for you, the ghosts aren't ghosts the way you would think they are. It's... Blame? It's very... <laughs> so there is a haunting, but the haunting isn't just there to scare the inhabitants. It's very representative of something else. And most of the ghosts are more um, mental, psychological ghosts of the individual characters rather than an actual haunting. Okay. Which yeah, is very yeah. interesting to see it played with for Haunting of Hell House anyways. Bly Manor does a, a whole other... The ghosts represent something completely different. But... Yes, Austin, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no need to apologize. I would say that ha- The Haunting of Hill House and Blind Manor are very similar to, like, the drama-esque shows where you're, like, you're watching a detective drama and you really want to see who the killer is. It's a lot like that. 
Okay. Like the, the the sense of drama and the suspense is it feels a lot like that. Honestly. Maybe but I there just are, there are better characters. Suspense than horror. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Because yeah. I know. loved Parasite because I was like, I was I'm not gonna. I I was terrified until the end. But yeah. like as I'm looking back, I'm like I. It's kind of more a comedy than anything. But like mm-hmm. the first time you see it, it is it's it's tense and suspense. That movie. Is like the first movie I ever watched where I'm like, this doesn't have a genre. Like this is there is no genre for this movie. Like it it could fit in like every category in my opinion. It could honestly go in every single one. It has elements of everyone and it's done super well the way they do it too. Oh, I was gonna try to I was like thinking of all the different genres and I was like, coming of age story? Kinda if it's fucked up. If you really wanna <laughs> if you really wanna put it that way, it's kinda just a fucked up yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. parasite. I literally it's really good. Does yeah. it, so does it fit into the musical genre? No. Yes. <laughs> well. Yes. There's a surprise dance number. Damien Chazelle came in, did some shots. It was, it was fantastic. Um, I will say, though, outside the musical genre, as Jordan brought up, I literally just had a lecture about, like, genre doesn't really exist anymore. And, like, modern filmmakers, like, Noah Baumbach and Mike Flanagan and, uh, Oh my god, what's his name? Who does all the stuff with A24? All I can think of is Aziz Ansari, and that's not it. Jordan Peele? It was a no, Peele. Jordan, Peele. Oh, Jordan Peele isn't... I mean, Get Out might be A24. Hang on. He wrote no, Hereditary and Midsummer. What is his name? Ari Aster. Oh, okay, yeah. It's on um, tip of my tongue. Ari Aster. <laughs> no. He directed Hereditary and Midsummer. Cool. Um, I still haven't seen Midsummer for the record. And he is everything m night Shyamalan wants to be Ooh. uh he is absolutely amazing i also highly recommend his short film what happened to the joneses it's great and super fucked up um but uh just the title uh, a suspense slash horror movie i would really recommend i'm gonna double check on its name right now because there's like two things i would say don't look up anything about this movie other than um where you can find it because the idea is that like what you think is the like whatever type of genre it is like is it a slasher flick is it a paranormal flick etc etc it's not what you think it is and it's very cool what is it called dark skies why does it Uh, sound familiar carrie russell josh hamilton and jk simmons are in it jk simmons oh that's why i know i've seen this movie yeah oh my wait has, has anyone here seen um take shelter with michael shannon because I saw a trailer for it one time years ago and was like, this is going to be my movie of the year and then couldn't find it in theaters anywhere near me. And then... Oh, you like... Sorry. I really no, like I... that movie. Like that. Sorry, Bo. Keep going. No, it's fine. Like, I, I was just... It ultimately comes down to I may or may not have had a fever dream about some movie that I imagined. So... We'll it's called okay. Take Shelter, you said? Yeah, and I'm sure it exists and I can watch it because we live in a on-demand streaming world but just wait were a... you talking to me or oh, Bo when you said you like a... that movie i was talking to you jordan okay. uh take shelter is actually a very good movie with jessica chastain i highly recommend it uh you like dark skies okay so listen i started watching it at a birthday party and had to leave early literally was so excited to like see what would happen i went home my cousins were sleeping over and i was like i will re-watch the first half of this movie with you guys if you watch the rest of it with me because i need like i don't You're know a it- sucker for blumhouse mm-hmm. every Am horror I? movie you like is a blumhouse Never? production 
Like, no, so I was gonna say, I and like, Blumhouse I've, is not known for good horror. I've watched different types of horror movies, but I truly think my favorite is the is the slasher flicks. But I know that those are like outdated at this point. If you like slasher flicks, it's not a serious horror movie, but it's a great movie. Watch The Babysitter on Netflix. It's a great movie. Highly recommend. Um, I could you do that what? literally all night. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like the the dynamics of the of the slasher flicks. What movie I really want to watch that I haven't seen yet, and even if it's bad, I still want to watch it just to experience it, is Brightburn. Remember this movie? It's like if Superman yes. was evil. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I really yeah, want yeah. to watch that. that I haven't seen really it, but good. I really want to. I haven't, like, I was very excited for it. It came out, and then I stopped hearing things about it, so I just assumed that it was one of those, like, flash in the pan, oh, the marketing's really good, but the movie itself is not that. Um, it's, it's James Gunn's cousins wrote it, yeah. What I heard, right. it, it's, it's good, but not anything to like lose your mind over yeah nothing to write home about yeah disclaimer max landis is a horrible person and this is like well documented on the internet but have y'all seen chronicle yeah mm-hmm. chronicle was fa- not not a horror movie but like it was fantastic chronicle's one of those movies that has a cult following like people chronicle i watched and it was pretty cool and i was like oh fuck and apparently before we all knew that max landis was a piece of shit he was originally going to helm the uh, 2017 Power Ranger script, and it was going to take a lot of Chronicle, which the one that ended up coming oh, out kind of has some parallels, but like it was going to be more. And I, I would have fucked with that. I think his official script is out there on the internet. I mean, I not to dip back into movies that are bad that we really enjoy, but I unironically liked the Power Rangers movie from what- I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was a great no. movie, but it was good. And like, yeah, like it, it, it stood on its own. Like it wasn't that bad. It could have used a little bit more camp and slightly less seriousness. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's an inherently hard IP to adapt because you have to do five, you have to introduce an origin story for five people at once. Mm-hmm. But, like, it wasn't bad. I give it, like, a 6.57. That's why I was holding up 7. Yeah, it, like, it, it was seven. good. Like, I'm not gonna stand here and say that I, or sit here, and say that I didn't tear up when I saw the, or heard the Power Rangers theme last. Sure. Like, of course. just a shot of all of the Zords, and, like, her Zoids? Zords? Zords. Zords. I, I, I wish yeah. they had, a. Uh... That's one of the things where I'm like, they should have played into it more, because all they did was take one of the re-recordings, but, like, not the one from the actual show, I think the one from the original movie, where it was, like, more rock-themed, and they used three seconds of it. I was like, guys, fucking give it to us as an instrumental, the way that, like, any, like, famous theme that, like, has now been adapted into, like, a more serious movie, they find a way to slip those in. Like, every Spider-Man adaption has found a way to slip in the, like, corny-ass 60s theme song. Yeah, the Spider-Man movie, to me, was, like, it didn't feel like a Power Rangers movie, like like how you remember it as a kid at all. But I also don't think they were going for that at all. You can't. So like, yeah, exactly. They were making it slightly more mature. And I feel like that could have easily been like a three out of ten. Like they I mean, could have yeah. easily I, fell. I, I, I could it was, give it was my, fine. It was good. I have a great idea for how a Power Rangers movie should be just not go, just like direct it. But I was going to save it for an episode of Pitch It. Okay. I was going to say, we don't have enough time for that. But I was like, if you want to, you can give me the one sentence summary. Oh, I mean, I don't have too much. I just think that, like, considering it's a it's an ensemble movie that has to balance a little bit of camp and a little bit of seriousness and includes, like, introducing these really weird elements all at once, I just feel like James Gunn should make a Power Rangers movie. Like, James Scooby-Doo make- and Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Squad kind of all fit the, the things that I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Any, any ensemble movie should be directed by James Gunn. <laughs> 
yeah he does it, he does it the best if you want more information on that wait for an episode to pitch it so thank you all so much for joining us on this waypoint podcast that kind of turned into a media club episode yeah so appreciate you watching click that like button subscribe because we are finally over 200 subscribers so let's keep that number growing we did it mom and we will see you at the next waypoint bye bye